What's up, guys? Welcome to the Goose Knob Show. And I wanted to share a quick idea that goes into the series of the population collapse and, I guess, the dysfunctional, I guess, dynamics between men and women today. But... Continuing on from from the ideas that we established in the previous episodes, just to recap real quick, the fundamental premise, I'd say, is that men and women have very different value systems when it comes to sex because women bear a tremendous amount of the risk or if not all the risk when engaging in sexual activity because they run the risk of becoming pregnant and if they're pregnant right then they're basically incapacitated for nine months or you know they're they're going to be significantly less mobile and they're vulnerable right if you had something like this occur in Neolithic times, for example, when you had saber-toothed tigers and these, you know, terrifying animal machines that were just out to kill everybody, I'm assuming that's how it was, you know, it was probably a lot worse. We probably had a lot worse threats to deal with then than we do now. But, you know, you don't want to get pregnant and not have anybody around you because then, you know, that could essentially be a death sentence, right? If you don't have a community, you don't have anybody to help you, you're, you're, you're done. You're done, essentially. For men, men don't bear much, if any, risk when it comes to sexual encounters. Therefore, the male strategy is fundamentally focused on, I would say... I don't know. Just by default, it's spreading as much seed as you can, you know, having as much kids as you can, or, you know, just, you know, essentially being promiscuous. I guess that, that's, that's a simple way to put it. But, but for women, what women essentially, to simplify it, women are, are hypergamous, meaning they want to be with somebody who's better off than they are better off or more attractive or this or that, right? They either want someone who's better than them or, you know, at the same level they are. And they want someone who is competent, you know, someone who will be able to, you know, provide for her and ensure that her children don't die. On the other hand, men, they have a much different, you know, default state. Instead of hypergamy, they are promiscuous because they don't really take any blame from that. But I'd also say that men I don't know, one of my one of my friends who's a writer, he he gave me a quote. I haven't really thought about it much, but I think that there's probably something to it. I think it's women women are chasers and men are tend to be lonely. 
And I think that might be that might be somewhat accurate um, because men, you know, they don't have any inherent value, right? The only thing that men have is their strength. And through their strength, they're able to create things better, I would say. And that's a simplification, but, like, if we're going to go into, like, oh, well, people can still create stuff if they're weak. Yeah, but let's say you're mentally, mentally strong. Like, men tend to have, I mean, their their IQ distribution is much flatter than women. So men have are either pretty stupid or they're pretty smart on average. So, you know, the smartest guys, people in the world are men. And the smartest people in society are, you know, the leaders, the people making big decisions, the people doing stuff like that. You know, and, you know, I think the people who are stupider, I guess they they do more, you know, labor jobs. And, you know, since men don't have all the additional hardware of, you know, reproductive ability and they tend to be stronger then you know, they're perfectly primed for labor and they're perfectly primed for leadership and high level problem solving capabilities. So, you know, by definition, like that's what men are primed for. Men are primed for, you know, you know being promiscuous at their at their worst men are primed for being promiscuous but they're also primed for improving and climbing in dominance hierarchies i was i was kind of mixing up some of my my claims but but anyway the, i think the, the fundamental difference men, women women are you know women are Women want to find a guy, you know, who's women are hypergamous and men are focused on are goal oriented. You know, they want, you know, a, a woman for a guy is like kind of like a goal. He wants a wife. He wants a family. He wants kids, you know, or he wants something else. You know, they're goal oriented. They decide kind of what they want out of it. And. And then they also, you know, have a goal of ex- achieving success and competence, Right. Like, for example, in the workplace or, or whatever. And by doing so, you know, he achieves his value, right? And a woman already has value because, you know, biologically, she's the only thing that can create new life. So when it comes to what guys versus girls want to get out of sex or their relationship with it, for men, it's a goal, right? A family or just sex itself is a goal. And for women, it's a risk. But, you know, biologically, they're hardwired to want to have kids and want to have a family. So, you know, it's something that's a pro- that, you know, they're drawn to approach with with caution. And men are also drawn to drawn towards it. But, you know, I think they view it more as like a, you know, a goal, for example. And I guess that's kind of, you know, that's a very very simple way of saying it, but I think it it at least delves into a core element of this. So my point and the the entire point I wanted to make here was, you know, given the differences between how men and women approach the sexual marketplace and just maybe in terms of male and female psychology, I think men... And women also differ in where things go horribly wrong. 
with this stuff. I think when men go wrong, and I already went into this a little bit, but when men go wrong, they become hyper promiscuous. You know, when men aren't, you know, they no longer have values, they no longer are tethered by morality, then they want to, you know, have sex with as many people as possible because it's like the goal system within the man's brain kind of going awry, you know, instead of, instead of, you know, chasing a family, chasing something creative, meaning you're creating something new. He's chasing, you know, the goal in and of itself. He's chasing a, a reward system within the brain, not the actual external thing that the, res- the reward system is pointing him towards, right? So when, when a guy, you know, guys get promiscuous because, you know, they don't have to carry the burden of having a kid, you know, they can knock someone up and then leave and never come back to them again, Right. Now, for women, I'd say what happens when their system kind of goes, goes awry is, you know, because women are hypergamous, because women want a guy who's better than them, I think that if, you'd, if women aren't tethered by society, by, you know, market scarcity, by, you know, men not being promiscuous and not using them, and, and, and I guess also the, you know, the Prieto inequality problem that we also see where, you know, the top 5% of guys are essentially being hit on by, you know, 80% of women or whatever. When you, when you have a situation like that, I think that the hypergamy impulse within women goes, you know, goes berserk. And, and what happens there is that women, you know, they're looking for a guy who is, you know, better than them. So if there are no limitations, you know, and guys who are, you know, way, way, way out of their league, you know, like, like, let's say you're a six out of 10 girl and a 10 out of 10 guy is hitting you up because, you know, he just wants to have sex. Then, you know, like that, that's something that, that would not happen in a, in a, in a functional, I guess, marketplace or environment. So, so women who, you know, get hit up by, you know, these people who are way out of their league, who are just trying to use them or, you know, or, or when they have access to, you know, literally like thousands and thousands of guys through social media or some other method, right? Or if you, if you live in a polygamous culture or, or whatnot, right? If your culture is abandoned monogamy, then essentially what you'll see is, the hypergamy impulse within women probably leads to narcissism. I definitely say that this is probably the case or at least narcissistic impulses or behavior patterns, because if, if women, you know, if, if somehow the society is, is making it so that, you know, women who are, you know, who who aren't at a certain level, you know, let's say a six out of 10 woman can get with like a 10 out of 10 guy, which like should not happen. Like that's kind of absurd. You know, there's so if you have something like that, there's something terribly wrong with, you know, the guy or maybe both parties. But essentially, and I I don't know, I I think I'm pretty sure that's true. It just makes makes sense. And if if someone has a alternative, you know, counter, I'm, I'm willing to hear it. But 
<clears throat> anyway, let's just continue on. If a woman, you know, six out of 10 is able to get with a 10 out of 10, or at least she thinks she's able to, let me repeat that. She thinks that she is able to get with someone who is way out of her league. And she actually thinks that. Then what will that make her think about herself? Right? If she can, if she thinks she can get with someone who's way out of her league, then what does that tell you about her own self-perception at that point? I think that, 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 that the system we have now encourages like extreme levels of narcissism within women, um, both because, you know, they, they achieve, they, they receive, you know, you know, never ending, you know, outflowings of, of, of male attention constantly on social media and on dating apps and such, but also because, you know, they're, they're receive having access to people that quite frankly, in a, in a functioning society, they would not have access to. And because of this, and, and by access, I also mean, you know, exposure, but also, you know, thinking that they have a chance and all this other stuff anyway. But, but because of that, I think that, that you're leading to women on the whole, you know, to a huge extent over, over judging their own personal value. And I think when that happens, I mean, women who, who, who I think become, you know, incredibly narcissistic in this way, it probably impedes their ability to form, you know, great relationships or, you know, relationships that normally would have worked out fine, but they don't now because, you know, of the, of the skewed self-perception. And it could also maybe, it also for sure prevents them from, from getting into, I'd say many relationships that they, you know, normally would be getting into anyways, you know, like let's say you have a a seven out of 10 girl and a seven out of 10 guy, like normally in a normal society, in a healthy society, that relationship would work out fine. You know, they'd both be happy. They'd both be fulfilled. And, you know, if, if, if the seven out of 10 guy would talk to the seven out of 10 girl, the seven out of 10 girl would be thrilled and the seven out of 10 guy would be thrilled and you'd have a mutually beneficial relationship there. But in the current system, I'd say that what, what, what happens is when you have a, like a seven out of 10 guy or a, and a seven out of 10 girl, or, you know, an eight out of 10 guy, an eight out of 10 girl, I think that what you see today, what you 100% see today is the, you know, the girl will think that that a person of equivalent attractiveness to her is, is, you know, way, 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 way beneath her, way beneath her. And I think that what you also see is that, I, I think, I think just to, just to put it simply, I think that you see women probably and I, I know that the, you know, the point system and the point metrics, it's not exactly a ideal way of describing all this, but you know, it's, it's a way, it's a metric, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's just a linguistic method. So just take it for what it is, but you know, 
I think women probably, you know, score themselves, you know, to be like one, two or three points above where they actually are. And I think that, I mean, gosh, there's like plenty of examples of interviews that I've seen where, you know, women are told to like rate themselves and it's like, whoa, are you, are you sure about that, sweetheart? Are you sure about that? Anyway, anyway, like I think one of the biggest objections to all these points that I'm making is, you know, you're being reductionist. You're redu re reducing all this st stuff to, you know, just, you know, physical attraction. It's like, it's an, like, it's not, <laughs> physical attractiveness is not something that's, you know, a reduced concept. Like, you think that it's, you know, just like, a, oh, well, it's just something small-minded and whatever. It's, it's, like, I mean, what is it, you know? Your brain is coming up with, you know, probably you know, thousands of calculations to figure out, you know, like all the, all the proportions and all the similarities and all the differences between you and somebody else to determine whether or not you'll find her, her attractive. I'm pretty sure. And, and and, and really it's a complicated metric. It's not something where you can just say, Oh yeah, that's attractive. That's not, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of remaining willfully ignorant to the complex analysis being done by your subconscious while you're doing that, you know, just cause your conscious mind isn't, you know, you're not aware of your conscious mind doing anything. Doesn't mean that nothing's going on and nothing doesn't mean that it's a trivial thing. You know, it's an extremely important thing. And anyway, 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 but I'm pretty sure that this is a, this is an accurate, well, I'd, 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 I'd think that this is an accurate, uh, assessment of, of what, where things are right now. If, if you guys think that, you know, I've missed something or if this isn't completely accurate in some way, feel free to just let me know. Cause like, I want to continue this conversation. I want to see, I want to figure, figure out, you know, I'm going to, I'm trying to get to the depths of of, you know, what's going on here, because, you know, the population is collapsing. People are, you know, they're, they're remaining single for much longer, you know, you know, there's, like, the, the stuff that's happening in our current culture is not healthy, and it's not normal, and if we don't figure out the psychology and the reasons behind why I guess we're seeing these current trends. Then, well, it'll definitely lead to dark times, but it'll, it's already leading to, well, it's already leading to dark times. And it's already leading to an immense amount of misery for lots of people, misery, loneliness, hopelessness. And, and I'd say that, that, that the institutions that be need to, like get on this problem ASAP because they're obviously not, you know, and, and the dating apps today have become an uh, institution culturally and, and most people rely on them to get into relationships now. And I think that, well, number one, these, these apps need to start, you know, I guess fixing fixing some of the algorithms that they have that are leading to the manifestation of 
how, how would you say it? You know, the darker side of, of I guess, human psychology. That, that's one thing. Same thing with social media algorithms. But the other thing that needs to be done is that, I don't know, I think we need to start as a society putting value on sexual morality again, because we currently, we, we obviously don't right now. We obviously don't. And I think that this, well, we're going to learn some pretty, you know, brutal, brutal lessons in the next few decades. And well, hopefully, hopefully humanity learns from it. But I'd say that if we don't, then, you know, well, the future could be very dark, but I think, I think that people, people are able to learn and people tend to, you know, as societies tend to learn from their mistakes, or at least I hope so. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think and give me some new concepts to talk about for these podcasts. Cause I've been kind of, I don't know. I want to I talk about more, more things, more varied things. And I will listen to what you guys have to tell me. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram or, or wherever. But yeah. All right. Peace out, fellas. See ya.